So you've heard you need an elevator pitch for your business, uh, but what the heck even is an elevator pitch? Uh, this is the Kawartha Small Business Podcast, and we've got business conversations for the Kawartha commute. I'm Brian Rump from U Group, And I'm Matt Geardy from Matt EG Digital. All right, Matt. So elevator pitch. You love elevator pitches, I hear. Uh, tell us about an elevator pitch. I do kind of love an elevator pitch, to be honest. It's probably the first thing you ever do to a person when you're telling them your business. It's like your first little marketing piece that you should come up with, in my opinion. And it's the first thing that introduces your business to other people. Um, I think an elevator pitch is usually defined as like, what, 30 to 60 second explanation of your business. I think that's a bit long. It might even need to be one or two sentences. Uh, I think the 30 to 60 seconds is maybe an old definition or stat from the 80s or the 90s when people didn't have social media and we didn't have millennials and we need to get information out as quickly as humanly possible. I think it's also from when elevator rides were maybe longer or... Uh, you know, it's, it's meant to be something you can deliver when you're in the elevator with somebody and in big cities or bigger firms, I think that's more of a thing if you're in like a 30 story or, you know, bigger skyscraper, you know, if you're in Kawartha Lakes, uh, you probably aren't even getting on an elevator uh, <laughs> with somebody, but the idea is that, uh, you know, 30 second type pitch that quick pitch that uh, lets someone know who you are and what you do. Yeah. I think the only elevator I've ever been in in the Kawarthas is the movie theater in Peterborough when you park underground. Oh, okay. I always walk up the stairs there. I don't have time for that. Yeah. (laughs) That's Uh, interesting. I I like to think of an elevator pitch now, like you said, a bit more realistically, like when you're in a coffee shop or some sort of store, or if you're going around even in prospecting or telling people about your business, that's what the elevator pitch is like a really quick, brief explanation as to what your business is all about. I kind of break it down into six different categories and kind of combine it all. If you kind of want to compartmentalize these things. Okay. Um, I think about, something that's catchy, like a one or two words that are catchy, Uh, a couple words about what you literally do, like as in a noun or a verb, um, why you do it. So it's in my case, like to grow online for who. So talking about like, are you business to business? Are you interested in dealing with just consumers? small businesses, big businesses, new businesses, where you're targeting people, like where you like to work. Uh, And then always like to think about something that makes you unique about yourself. So. Awesome. I like it. It's a good structure. Um, I think, uh, I think we've both prepared some neat things, which I like. Um, So I'm just going to go through a structure I have and we'll sort of see how they, they compare. Um, cause I think one of the things we want to let people know is I don't think there's a perfect structure for an elevator pitch. And I don't know that there's a perfect pitch. Like I've never heard one 
where I'm like, oh, wow, that's the greatest, you know, pitch I've ever heard. You haven't heard uh, mine then. I I think I have. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just good to, uh, you know, make sure you're containing the right things. Um, I think uh, one of the mistakes that often happens is people will go for too long yeah. and they'll start talking about too many different things. So, uh, you know, going through the exercise of concisely trying to fit a bunch of stuff quickly, you know, the idea isn't that someone's going to be like, Oh, sold. I'll do business with you. It's they're going to maybe have coffee with you or follow up later, or even just know who you are now. I think in a small town, there's a myth that everybody knows everybody, um, but that's not true. Um, you know, I've lived in small towns where, you know, there's two like people who are like 90 years old who have lived there their whole lives and haven't met each other yet. Um, right. <laughs> but there's lots of businesses where you hear about somebody, but you might not actually meet them. Um, but just, uh, you know, back to sort of the structure. Um, this is a structure that I'm, sort of borrowing from my Fleming College colleague, uh, Wayel, um, that we taught to our innovation class. But it's uh, the elements you need to have are sort of who your target customers are. So again, are you B2B? Is it really um, specific, a certain type of business? Especially if you're in something that's a bit more niche, you want to make sure you're clear as to who you work with, um, what you're the problem that you're solving is sort of a problem, a pain or a gain, mm. um, what your brand is, um, sort of the business category you're in, uh, quick solution. So what's your key benefit? Um, also maybe who your competition is. So, and how you're uniquely different from them, sure. um, especially if you're new and, um, you're not, ex or, you know, not well known or your name doesn't exactly say what you say, you might compare yourself to somebody and then uh, contrast how you're different than they are uh, just because, you know, people will default to what they know. So, you know, they'll sort of access in their brain something that they know and understand, and then they might now understand what you do and how you're different. Um, and then having a call to action as part of it. So, sure. you know, asking to follow up or asking if people have a few minutes to chat or asking them about themselves, um, you know, some sort of call to action at the end of that. That's interesting. And honestly, that's probably a better structure to an elevator pitch than I just described. I think... And I probably have just taken the definition of elevator pitch and made it my own maybe because. Oh, I, and I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think what I've put together here is effective. I think for the courses in general, for what we talked about too, like, yeah, the, the, the average person that you run into on the street or you go in their store and you quickly tell them who you are. And my approach is about like peaking interest. So my elevator pitch, for instance, if you put together all those things is like, 
a buzzword-free, common-sense digital marketer helping small businesses across Kawartha Lakes grow online with ads, email, search engines, and social media. I think it achieves everything I want to do. It's catchy where it mentions like buzzword-free, common sense. It explains what I do. So I'm a digital marketer. It says ads, email, search engines, social media. I explain why we're doing it. So to grow online, I say for who with small businesses. I explain where in Kawartha Lakes. Uh, and I find that's good for peaking interest. And then the conversation can either grow or evolve. I think your structure, again, it's more effective, but I think it's too salesy. And that's what I don't like about a lot of elevator pitches. Because when someone, I, I keep going back to the, the coffee shop situation, but not that this no, I think that's every a time. perfect, uh, it's the perfect setting, I think, for yeah. for that. And not that people are constantly in line asking me what I do, but in a situation like that, I don't want to be like, hey, I, I do digital marketing and here's a pain point and here's how I can fix it for you and here's how we can talk next. I find that that's too salesy for me. I think it would work for some people, a lot of people maybe. It's just my whole approach to sales too is like it's never that. It's not even aggressive what you're saying, but for my whole approach, it's aggressive. So don't yeah. get me wrong. Don't make me, I don't want to make it think, you think that it is aggressive. It's just for me and my whole tactics, it's, it's aggressive. But Yeah, I, I love that of sort of what you just said, because I think what you what's hard about elevator pitches sometimes is containing all the elements, but you don't want to say you've contained them. So when you talk mm. about a pain, you are giving that pain, right? Common am, sense, yes. <laughs> buzzword free, right? So those are your, what you focus in on that takes away a pain. Um, so you're doing that. It's part of that, but you're not saying here's the pain you're receiving right. that scripted salesy, which I think is not really effective either. No. Uh, and I think when people do that, it's, you know, it's better than nothing. Cause at least you're saying here's, what I'm saying, or sure. here's what I'm going to tell you, but it's more having most of these elements in there. Um, and that being said, you're not always going to have all the elements all the time um, in terms of the structure for the pitch, especially in the coffee shop. You know, I think, you know, the coffee shop pitch is a different pitch than, mm. you know, the chamber of commerce yeah. round table pitch is different and that's different than you know meeting um you know a customer quickly at like a business event or you know right. you have to have sort of different ones or different wordings but you still want to contain that stuff quickly like people need to know who you are and what you do right and Absolutely. how you make how you make people's lives better quickly yeah, for sure. And you mentioned too about like a scripted salesy type elevator pitch. I would definitely start out with everyone writing it down and scripting it and then actually practicing it out loud. And I know that that sounds ridiculous and lame and embarrassing and you don't think it would actually be effective. But I did some sales training a year, two years ago now, I guess, with HubSpot. And their whole thing was to practice introducing yourself. So literally, hi, I'm Matt from Matt EG Digital. And I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever done in my whole life. 
until I did it for the first time with someone on the other line when I was training. And I was like, Hey, I'm Matt from Matty G digital. And like, it just vomited out of my mouth. And I recognized I'm talking too fast. People don't know my name. They don't know where I'm calling from. So I had to actually start practicing and I would like get my finger and I would tap a tempo and I would be like, oh, I, nice. I'm Matt pause from Maddie G digital. And I was like within like a tempo, like slowing myself down and I had to practice that. And not until you do it the first time will you recognize how useful it is. And I highly recommend people do that for their elevator pitch because you're going to write it down. And the first a dozen times, it's going to sound like you're reading it. And yeah. I just read mine right off my computer here. And I don't think it sounded scripted because I've kind of gotten like a bit of the acting down, I guess. Yeah. On like how I was going to say, it. I've, I've heard it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's very, I, I think it's the exact same every time I hear it from you, <laughs> uh, which is good. Um, and it sounds natural, yeah. uh, but practiced as well. And I think, you know, it's a really good point to actually write it down and actually sit and talk, right talk on. it out because sometimes you write something down and it makes sense yeah, and it w- makes sense to read for someone if they were reading it quickly. Mm-hmm. But when, as soon as you start saying it, you're like, Oh, those words don't go together. They don't flow together. Or if you find that every time you memorize it, you mess something up or you switch things around, then that could just be a cue that you need to, sort of change it and adjust it and make sure it sounds good. Absolutely. And loud and starting with the structure is good and you can always cut from it. Yes. So, you know, or get feedback from people who say, you know, I understood what you do, you know, without having this extra sentence yeah. in there. Um, some people have businesses and what they do is really clear. So, you know, again, it could be one sentence, right? Like, here's who I am. Here's what I, what I do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's no perfect way to do it. And I think that's also why I hate elevator pitches. Um, <laughs> personally, uh, I have a, and that's my own like sort of critical weakness is I've never been good at the elevator pitch. Uh, part of it is it's really hard to define what I do or maybe what I want to do. When I meet people, I'm usually so excited to meet somebody that I want to know more about what they do um, without knowing what I do. And I also, you know, sometimes have my hands in different buckets of stuff. So what I do that's maybe of interest or relevant to them is dependent on what they do. So it's, you know, I'm not the best salesperson. I'm rarely memorable, like the first time you meet me at like an event or an elevator <laughs> pitch or something. Uh, you know, I sort of slowly get in there in terms of once someone does it, but I don't think that's a good strategy. I think I know I would benefit greatly. And, you know, this might be a good reason for me to sit down and go through the exercise and carve myself out an elevator pitch and practice it and make sure I have, you know, the tempo down so that I'm able to, uh, to do that a little bit more. Cause I, I know that a lot of people are like, what does that guy even do <laughs> sometimes? Um, my favorite one is a uh, business in town, you know, 
would said to me, um, she's like, you know, I know that you help businesses. <laughs> um, she's like, and I know I need help, but I have no idea, like, um, you know, if it's a good match sort of together. It's like yeah. someone knew they needed help. They didn't know what they needed help with. They knew I helped people. So it worked out. We were able to uh, work together. But, you know, again, it's on me to f- be able to more clearly define that. Yeah, for sure. I remember like we've known each other personally for like just under a year. And I think we had maybe brought up in conversation like what you do. But the first time I ever met you, quote unquote, professionally, and we had like a professional call, I think it was. And I asked you, okay, now, Brian, like, what exactly do you do? And you were like, you honestly, I think, like, put your head back and was like, Oh, how do I even say this or something yeah. like that? <laughs> and that is bad. I am not. Uh, I know that that's not, um, you know, the best thing. I didn't think um, any of it, anything of it at the time. But as you started telling this story, I'm like, I actually remember the first time I asked you what you do, and you didn't even really know exactly how to tell me. <laughs> yeah, which just intrigued and, me more in a way, and I was like, "Ooh, this guy's mysterious." <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> who, who is that mysterious man? Yeah, and all the things that he does, but uh, you know, and it's again f- for small businesses and a smaller town. Um, don't do what I do. You need to <laughs> focus. Uh, you know, I have, you know, the benefit of working on a few different um, sort of types of projects uh, that allow me some flexibility in what I do. It's not the best path to pure profit, but especially if you're starting up, if you're trying to make a full living out of your one business, you have to get really clear on what it is you do um, and who your target is, who you want to talk to, um, who you don't want to talk to is also important as well because people will be friendly and they might want to refer you people and oh, it could sure. end up wasting some of your time if you're not clear exactly well, I um, think that's- what you want. Yeah, I think that's the thing that's most detrimental to someone that doesn't have a elevator pitch, not even a strong one, but just like a elevator pitch in a small town like the Quarthas, Fenland Falls, Bob Cajun, Lindsay, Peterborough, is that there is so much referral and word of mouth around these towns that if that person doesn't know how to describe what you do to their friend, colleague, et cetera, you're toast because you've not done a good enough job of being like clear and concise to that person with your elevator pitch. They don't know how to turn around. If you can't be clear and concise and have a strong elevator pitch, how do you expect that person to give you good word of mouth and like explain it properly what you do to the next person? Yeah. Or even just um, the other element, and I've had this before with some businesses, is you get to know them a little bit. Maybe you see them at the coffee shop regularly or the gym, and you've maybe talked about what they do, but it's not entirely clear. And then you maybe hire a competitor of theirs to do something. And then later they're like, oh, why didn't I get to do that? And it's like, I, I didn't know you did that. Or I would definitely have, have hired you. So yeah. you, know, you have to make sure that's, uh, you know, exactly clear. 
Yeah, for sure. Whatever it is you're doing. So one thing I want to get off my chest that you mentioned just to be clear with something was you said that my elevator pitch, you've heard it a couple times and it's been the exact same. Uh, that's my a, memory. Yeah, no, that, that's good. Yeah. Um, my elevator pitch in the last six months, so probably from when I just about met you for the first time personally, is has been the same. Um, however, I wanted to make a note to everyone, like an elevator pitch is not static. It should not always be the same. It should be reviewed and updated like as necessary. Yeah. I've been having my own business for like just over a year and a half now. That's the third elevator pitch that I've gone through. So yes, in the last six months, I've like really narrowed it down. But previously it was, it was a little bit longer and it was more confusing. I was saying, I didn't even realize it. I was including buzzwords in there that I didn't think were buzzwords. I was saying like oh, yeah. SEO and ppc and like i've learned that people didn't even know what some of that people stuff don't know was what that is. and i've had to like go back and like make sure i'm like removing that from my vocabulary a lot of the time um but i've uh, that's the thing like the elevator pitch in the last couple months has been the same and it like should be but overall like i've gone through that thing a handful like at least three distinct times and made made it shorter almost in every time yeah so and I think that's good. The shortening it, keep working on it. It shouldn't be static because uh, usually what you do changes all the time yes. and adjusts as well. So you want to do that. You might create different versions again for depending who you're talking to. You know, if it's a potential customer, it could be a bit different than a potential referral source. Yeah. It would be different. Um and again, it really just depends on what your business is and what you want um, want to do out of it. But you need to, you know, just keep going through that exercise of, you know, getting it clear, make sure you have something to say and, you know, again, write it down. Uh, you know, I don't have one ready to go. I think that's what's good about this episode. It's not me saying, oh, here's <laughs> exactly what to do. Do what I do. Uh, don't do what I do. Um, that said, usually if I'm going to an event, I will go through the process of making one. Right. Uh, only once have I um, really taken the time to sort of write something out and practice it, and it worked really well. So, you know, for me going forward, future events, or if I'm going to an event for a specific purpose, that you want to have one. Yeah, I think, yeah, like you've yeah. got to have one if you're a small business owner, like beyond the coffee shop example, or you're actually like actively hitting pavement to like explain what your business is to other business owners along the street there. Any sort of networking event that you go to, whether it's through like the commerce or, or the, sorry, the chamber of commerce or any networking event whatsoever, there's always an opportunity to introduce your business to people. And I've had it where you get gotten to an event and they put everyone on the spot, like almost right away. It's like, oh, yeah. tell us who you are and what you do. You will look like a complete buffoon if you can't explain your business clearly and concisely in like 30 or 60 seconds. And you can tell the people right away yeah. that they don't know what to say. Yeah, they panic right away, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, you don't want to be that person. No. Um, 
you know, part of my short circuiting is wearing different hats. I do some different volunteer things. Yeah. Uh, I teach at Fleming College. So really, you know, at some events, it depends which hat I'm wearing because I used to be like, oh, I do this and this and this and this and this, and it just gets confusing. Um, so even then, if you're wearing different hats, pick one and have a, a quick pitch for, you know, who you are and why you're there. It's like a kindergarten cop, right? Who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> That's the best example we could have used. <laughs> yes, kindergarten cop. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on elevator pitches? Um, one thing I would like to leave everyone with also is they might be wondering why we spent 20 to 30 minutes talking about a 60, 30 second introduction. Yeah. Uh, I am a huge believer in everything that we do from a marketing perspective can be refreshed and reused as much as humanly possible. So let's call it sustainable marketing. Um, but an elevator pitch is not a one-time use either. It's not just for these introductions that we have to people in our business. Like it can be used in countless marketing situations. Um, it can be used as your description or biography for every social media network that you yeah. use. Uh, it can be used in ads. It can be used in your emails. It can literally be used on a, a countless amount of marketing situations. So don't yeah, think you're a, writing this just for introductions. Like there's a, so much more uses for it. Yeah. If I could quote Donald Miller from story brand, they talk about, you know, good marketing as a, uh, exercise in memorization. Right. And right. it's repeating those things because lots of people are seeing you for the first time ever. Uh, and even those who see you all the time, you don't have to worry that maybe they're getting bored and they get it already, but they have to see it over and over again and really understand what you do. Uh, and I'll use you as an example, be, probably because we talk often, my algorithms show me your stuff all the time on like Instagram and it's the same yes. you know, buzzword free common sense digital marketing like that over and over like part of me is like i don't you know what else tell me something different I, I i've heard that a million times yeah but people need to see that and then they know that's exactly what you're there whereas if you changed it up all the time and they might think you're a completely different business um, yes every time they see it so you know going through that exercise you know great point uh sort of to help us wrap up on is going through the exercise, figuring out the elements of that pitch, working on it, and then putting it everywhere um, so that you're able to, you know, clearly tell everybody, you know, who it is and what you do. Right on. All right. Anything else? Um, yeah. Not to be off base, but don't be like Brian and put don't together like an elevator Brian. pitch. All right. Sounds like an episode to me. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to talk more about this, uh, reach out to us and we'll set it up and maybe we'll let uh, Matt G take the lead on the elevator pitch uh, advice with you. Thank you.